The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. It's time... fact podcast huzzah all right so didn't really have anything you know prepared why not because we never do so i just thought i'd go down the list of some of my odd observations that i've had it, one of them is so you know how when they do those press conferences they have everybody in the background just kind of I'm, I'm talking about like the... Uh, you talking about the White House press conferences? Any press conference, you know, whether it's We Caught This Villain or, you know, um, the the feds have decided to have a giant, like, crime ring exposed and we've, we've they've issued like 2,000 indictments or something or whatever, any type of press conference. Okay. Now, I'm not going to say anything about the... Uh, about the interpreter for the deaf, because I think everybody knows where I stand on that. And if they don't, <laughs> you know, whatever. Those guys look retarded. Oh, but, you can't use the word retarded anymore. Okay. But so when you have those things, I just, I, it, it just, it just made me wonder, like, do those people that, that stand there in the back that come out for the, in front of the cameras, do they want to be there? The ones that aren't speaking? Well, yeah, all of them. The ones that are speaking, the ones that aren't speaking. Do, do they do they want to be there? Just in front of the cameras, just standing there, you know, showing the flag, whatever. Uh, I guess it depends on your personality. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not. You're <laughs> again, not really asking a question. Again, this was not something that I was. It just it just struck me as kind of funny because they're all just kind of standing there in the background. Um, it's got to be weird to just be standing there if you're not actually participating. Whoever the super tall guy was, maybe it was William Webster, but, you know, maybe he was one of the guys that were, um, that was in the FBI a long time ago. I just remember, I just remember seeing a lot of those recently. And the press conferences? Well, yeah, yeah, the, the press conference type stuff. And it just, like I said, I, I, was, I was just like, do you really want to be standing there doing that? I think people probably do, actually. It's kind of sad then, because it's it's. What is it? Any publicity is good publicity, which is not true. But I guess, I guess it is publicity. You know, you're up there in the in the public eye. Yeah, I suppose. But I'm one of those people that really don't. So want you wouldn't to. want to be at the press conference. I think it's kind of weird that I'm doing this because I really don't particularly like publicity. <laughs> so what happens if? All of a sudden, people start a whole lot of people start listening. I, I'll cross that bridge when we get to it. If we get to it. By the way, I have to apologize to our listeners that tuned in for last week's episode because, as you may or may not know, depending on whether you're new to the podcast or not, I am the editor, and I guess when I'm there's just some weeks where 
I think it's when I'm not on firm ground in terms of what I'm saying. I say like every other word. Well, you kind of do that normally, though. Mm, no, it, some weeks are worse than others. Last week's was bad. I'm not talking about when the podcast equipment's going. I'm just talking oh, about in life in general. I need to stop saying like. I agree with you on that. Because it's, it's a filler, and it's also... Who wants to hear like every second word? For my part, it would really kind of depend on who's saying it. And even then, after about three minutes of it, it's kind of annoying. And now that I've mentioned it, I wonder if people will notice it more. I'm sure people notice it. Anyway, next uh, next little mini topic. Another thing that I've noticed when I've been watching some TV. Oh, there's a different thing. I guess I... Oh, no, yeah. So I've been... In watching a lot of TV, I... Uh, I happen to, th- to, to notice that television's not a really good thing to inform yourself on various topics. Of course. But, <laughs> what? It just sounds like just different sentences being put together by you. Well, my AI system's not working very well. Yeah. But I did notice that on TV, anytime, everybody's an instant expert at everything very quickly. Are you talking about fictional television? Well, yeah, te- well, television in general. But yeah, the the thing that really really bugs me is uh, firearms on TV, and everybody's. What's well, every movie too? It's everything. Well, yeah, everything on the screen. The second someone picks up a, a pistol or a rifle, they're all of a sudden just tier one special operations person. Not shooting anybody, but who they want to shoot. Well, just being an instant expert on it and, you know, not to burst any bubbles, but you need to practice <laughs> a lot. You know, you need to, you need to, you need to shoot at least a hundred, 200 rounds a day. That's a lot. And. It's expensive. Well, it is. And, um, if you're, uh. If you're in any kind of situation, life-threatening situation, all fine motor skills go out the window. Yeah. So this whole idea where you can have like uh, the marathon kung fu martial arts matches, death matches. Dude, I get I get discombobulated when people get in my face about stupid stuff when there aren't when there's not weapons involved. I'm even talking about the uh, hand-to-hand combat stuff. Yeah, you know when people when people are fighting for their lives, like when you see various movies, um, martial arts movies in particular, mm-hmm. you know all the flowery, just all that stuff. I'm just I'm just sitting there going, "There's a reason why those fights need to be choreographed because a fight for your life ends up looking a lot like uh, the documentaries about of, of chimps fighting, right? Where all they're doing is over, you know, get one good hit in, get on top of the other person, and just start, you know, bludgeoning." Right. Beating with fists. So I'm, I'm sitting there going, what What makes you sit there and think? I hope I'm never in that kind of a situation. Now, a buddy of mine did say that uh, the whole point of the practice helps you cut out a couple of seconds. Practicing the fighting? Yeah, helps you cut out a couple of seconds. Which might be the difference between winning and losing? Well, it's the difference between... Living and dying. Going home and not. Yeah. In, in those situations. So, yeah, that is helpful. But you need to practice. It's not, it's not like Unforgiven where you, you know, you, 
you spend decades trying to till rocky soil that doesn't produce anything. Are you talking about the movie? Yes. And then you decide to strap on your six gun and it all comes back. Or even, or even Top Gun. Very recently I saw some of the dogfight scenes from Top Gun Maverick and how, you know, the, the, the very experienced older fighter pilot <clears throat> is able to just lay waste to all the youngins. Right. Uh, I don't know, man. A 50 plus year old body trying to take all those G's <laughs> against a body in the 30s. Hmm. What about experience, though? Wow. Your whole point is it's a perishable skill, right? Well, experience counts. And youth. Experience counts most definitely. But youth yeah. is, is a pretty big advantage. And I remember talking with a buddy of mine who's in his 60s now. But he was telling me years ago when probably he was in his late 40s, early 50s. Uh-huh. He decided to take the bicycle trip from Orange County to San Diego. Oh, shoot. You know, he thought, and he, he was in a pretty, he was in a pretty physically demanding profession. How old was he when he did it? I, I'm going to say he was probably, probably pushing 50. Right. And so he decided to ride a bike from where we were down to, to San Diego. That's, that's about a hundred mile bike ride. Was this part of an event or something? I think it was just something he did with his buddies. Right. So you ride down and they, then they, they, you hitch a, hitch a ride back. Right. And he, he was just like, he was like, wow, I felt like I was young. I was in good shape. I was exercising. So I tried it and I was like, well, how'd it go? He was like, well, I made it down there and then I got home and then I had to take the, the day off the next day. <laughs> One day off. That's pretty good. I've had situations at work when I was doing physical stuff where I felt like my body was like jacked up for a week afterwards. Well, he had to take a day off because he didn't think that he could move Uh, for that day. What made you think of this topic? Well, when you said, what, about the TV stuff or the youth? The TV stuff about the guns and things. This is just from watching TV. Well, yeah, because I like action stuff and... And you know, there's there's all these there's all this stuff, all the shows that uh, portray people that just in their everyday lives or whatever, and they they pick up a gun and they turn into a freaking Wyatt Earp. And it's not like that. Yeah. Considering I remember a news story from many years back. Uh, I think it was in Budapest, or maybe it was the former Czech Republic, where some police police officer was all hacked off and chasing the assailant. He pulled his, pulled his service weapon and shot at the guy like 18 times or something. Mm-hmm. Missed everyone. Did he kill everyone else? No, which was, and it was, it was like a crowded intersection too. So he missed everybody, which was pretty, which, what? which is what makes this story really comical. That sounds miraculous is what it sounds like. Well, yeah, because you know, I don't really have much to say on this topic. Moving on. Just, I'm like, nothing to say about it. Well, do you have anything you want to say about anything? I mean... Not really. You, 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 tend, to, you tend to be really on the uh, 
Oh, I'm only interested when I want, when I get to talk about stuff I want to talk about. Well, no, I'm just saying you 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 have been lately been going on a on a on a religious kick. Yeah. And I was wondering if there was anything that tickled your fancy on that. Uh, I think it was some some stuff occurred to me when I was editing, but I can't remember it now. I can never remember it when I'm on the spot, and then I and then I remember afterwards when it's too late. Well, that's par for the course. I mean, yeah. how many times have someone hacked you off and you wanted, and at the time you couldn't say anything, but then later you're like, oh, I could have said this. I could have said that. Every time, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. So let's see what else. Oh, are we in control of anything in our lives? I think you can only control the way you react to stuff. Even that. Well, you can only try to control the way you react to stuff. How's that? I guess that's good. If you can't tell, we really haven't had anything to prepare for this week, so um, it's kind of a grab bag of, sh- of stuff. Well, it's just been a weird week. Things are weird. I'll tell you what, my week has just been chock full of the most minor annoyances that you can ever think of. Which is probably pretty annoying. It is, but on the on the flip side, if, if life is just full of... A bunch of minor annoyances. I'm I'm quite okay with that. Really? Yeah. <sighs> Just little minor things that are. That's the most annoying thing about life to me. A bit of a headache, but can but have easy solutions to them, man. I'm just. I guess I expect stuff to be easy. Well, in the grand scheme of stuff, in the grand scheme of stuff, having having minor annoyances does make life really easy. Oh, I know what I saw. I saw something in the news about climate walkouts in New Zealand schools and that they were like you know they it was the same thing they did here where they with the Black Lives Matter when they went and like camped out in places uh-huh. so that's that's going on in New Zealand now I guess on the back of all this uh, all these storms and all this destruction and everything but it's it's like uh, it sounds like it's like very organized. Well, it also sounds like there's people that think they can control the weather. Because I, I, I think I think the idea is that there needs to be action now. But I'm like, okay, so what is that? Like, like, what does that look like? Does that mean? Does that mean we stop? Uh, I mean, what are they advocating for? Stopping f- fossil fuels, stopping using fossil fuels, and that's going to stop the. The, the idea, the philosophy behind that is that, like, we do a whole lot of stuff and then all this all this kind of weather just stops. We don't get weather anymore. Like, I don't... I don't understand. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. And this whole idea that... It does, it does seem that people are, are really... There are some people really advocating for a Luddite type of lifestyle. And I'm sitting there... Thinking, have you really thought about what you're advocating? So, so we, we, what? We're not going to work. We're not going to go to work. So we're not going to drive cars. Um, like, how do we heat our houses? So, like, what are we going to do? We're not. Are we going to use? So no, no gas. Well, that's my Isn't point. Is mining gas really bad too? Like, all everything that we do is not particularly good for the planet. Right. So. So we're just going to stop being, everything. If you're being honest, it really seems like what the, what people are advocating for is no people. 
But I'm, I mean, that's the, that's the logical, but I'm pretty that's sure the logical all these, point. All these kids who are like walking out of school and, and, and these people that are going into the halls of power and demonstrating and things, they're not, those people aren't, they're not thinking, oh, there needs to be less people. Maybe, maybe not, but that's the logical progression. Uh, but if, if but people, I don't think logic is involved, Dave. Well, quite definitely not. But that's 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 my point. You know, especially when people like well, one of the things that that we've talked about before, which is uh, gun control, and going off of the idea that pretty much anything there is the negative to anything. What about what about the baby making industry? That's a big multi-billion dollar industry. It sure is. Now. The fertility and all that jazz. Right. So there are tons of negative consequences that come out of this. Out of the baby making industry? Oh, yeah. Like what? Okay, so. Oh, you mean like older women having children well not just trying to have children just not the in vitro stuff but like the surrogacy stuff all all the stuff now there the are because a weird idea again, that's like the woman carrying the egg right a, 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 a separate person uh, incubating right a fertilized egg yes now setting aside all the good that that could do because that's when when someone's when when people are protesting against anything, they're cutting out all the stuff that potentially can be good mm-hmm. about it, right? And just focusing on many negatives. But that's what's scary about it. What the the failure to look at any of the good? Because it's like, well, we're, like if if we really get what you want. Is anybody really going to be happy? Like, no, because like we would have to be like what? We would have to go back to living in mud huts. If that, shouldn't right. shouldn't like, we shouldn't we really be to a hunter gatherer stage where there's not that many people, kind of foraging around, spending all their time essentially, or so a good chunk know. of their good a good chunk of their time looking for food. So no houses, no planes, no phones, no computers, no electricity, no entertainment, no electricity. Like, how is it? It's not even. How is that a feasible plan? Well, that's that's where the attack would come, right? Don't be ridiculous. We're not advocating for that. We're advocating for reduced emissions. But the whole point is, when you live in a society, and as big a society has gotten, the ridiculous always happens. <laughs> like, like what? I'm I'm not going to. I kind of like that though. I like I like the ridiculous always happens. I mean, that's just well. I'll, I'll use a pretty non-controversial thing which is education, especially in the state of California. This is an old old story that I've told before. Okay. So way back when, the localities were in charge of educating 
the education dollars. What that means is education funding really comes from property taxes in a county. Okay. That's how, that's pretty much how it happens all over the United States. So wealthy county, wealthy schools? Pretty much. And then the counties each administer the money that they got. Right. So Beverly Hills, which has many high, high net worth individuals, has many high end properties. Mm-hmm. Those property taxes get paid by the people that live there. Right. And a chunk of that money goes to the school system. For that county, let's say Beverly Hills, Which or that city, a fancy right? school, or for that municipality or that county, right? Mm-hmm. So, or that city, I suppose. So, the bright idea happened to where people were saying, activists, educators—I don't know what have you—were saying, if, if, for example, Beverly Hills spent three thousand dollars per student in a year, and Compton might have spent maybe. 2000 or 2500 or whatever, right? The rationale goes went if it all went to the state, the state of California, then they could divvy it up more equal equitably. Right. And so okay, maybe maybe Compton wouldn't get as much as Beverly Hills mm-hmm. would have gotten before, but you know, we we'd take that money and and and, and, you know, Beverly Hills would probably get a little bit less and Compton would get a little bit more. Right. Now, if you have, if you start a new infrastructure, you need to have a whole bunch of administrators. Right. So what ended up happening is when the, when the state became in charge of education funding, how much more money do you think Compton got? They probably got less. They got zero. They didn't get any more. Wow. Beverly Hills went down to Compton. What happened to the rest of the money? Well, administrators, right? There's a new government agency, so you need to and that's that, Oh my gosh. That's that's the that's the big that's the big argument against government doing stuff. Now there are certain things that government has to do. Just would not would not be good to have it privatized. One thing I can think of is the army. National defense. It would not be good to privatize national defense. Or the post office. Oh, post office is another thing, but there are, there are a lot of countries that do that. That They're are kind of trying to do it, it seems like, but I think it's a bad idea. Well, Ben Franklin, which I don't like, but I also do. Why, his, why don't you like Ben Franklin? I don't know. He's, he's the guy with the glasses, right? He was the guy that's on the $100 bill. Yeah. So he was the first postmaster general. Right. And his whole point was... We can't privatize the Postal Service because if we do, no one's going to want to keep these failing rural routes open. Right. So if you live, and and that's true today, if you live in a big city, tons of money to be made, lots of people willing to. Right. Providers, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to provide for Podunk, Montana. Yeah. And the people that live in Podunk, Montana... Depend on the Postal Service. Right. That was the same thing about the airline carriers, too. It's private, yes. But if there's a... Uh, if there's a... Uh, uh, a non... An unprofitable route... They get subsidized? 
No, if you if you if you go and totally if you go and totally that that's if you go and totally private and, and totally capitalist, that route stops. That route would go away because no one wants to no one wants to do it because it's not making any money. Right, which makes sense. But that that is the that is the age old argument about about stuff. You know what? That does make me think of an idea of something to talk about. Well, we got uh, we got about five six minutes. Um, is which is, is, is making everything, um, and I, I think I already know, I know what my opinion is on the answer to this question, but it, everything being based on profits, is that a good thing? And No. Is my, my and my answer is no. Because you just need to look at something like the grocery stores, right? Like, um, you know, like it, the grocery stores are now own, I, I don't know how many companies own all the grocery stores, but like I know, for example, that Kroger is giant. I would say there's less than ten, um, and and so you've got there's just a very small group of companies controlling <coughs> the food chain. The what is it? The what's it called? Food the supply chain. The supply chain yeah. for food distribution. And these guys, you know, they don't they don't treat, or at least in my in my uh, experience, they just don't treat the staff very well, and they're always shorting everybody on labor and so you've got just people just just working their just working their tails off and uh it's it's all about it's all about the bottom line it's all about profit right and like when you put when you put profits over people i don't think that's very good well that's the that's the whole argument against monopoly yeah and everyone's on everyone can get on board with that until you start making money and you want to make more. Because it was Ralph's before and everyone that was the, that's at the store that I talked to is like, when it was Ralph's, it was better. Right before before Ralph's got acquired, they were like, they took care of their people. They had enough staff members. You know, they had enough people. You know, like basically like it was like everything was better pre- you know, pre-Monopoly getting bigger. Some of that could be also be nostalgia. It could be nostalgia too, but I think probably it's probably true. Um, and, and we've talked about this point before of how, you know, there was a time going going back where you could have one, just one person working. That was in the 50s. And, and yeah, you know, enough money to take care of the family, put food on the table, pay the mortgage, whatever. And then now it just seems like most people have to have at least two jobs to to kind of do what they think they should be doing right you know it's like so you just you just on this treadmill just kind of running 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 to keep up and then prices keep going up and i'm just like there's the like again prices keep going up and when does it when does it stop when people decide that it's not desirable Essentially, I mean, will that point ever happen? No, because there's always, let's say there's 100 people in a closed system. Let's say there's a way for everyone to be able to survive comfortably. Okay. And when I say comfortably, I say, I say the, probably the monetary equivalent of making about, well, we live in a pretty expensive area. 
Let's so. say not here. Let's say somewhere else in the country. But again, just a just an equivalent, <clears throat> an amount that will that will ensure you that will get you, you know, a decent sized house. And again, all these things are different for whoever you ask, right? Mm-hmm. But something where you're not going to be super rich, but you're not going to be worried about being out on the street. There's going to be eight or nine folks, 20 folks. Everybody wants more. But there's going to be eight or nine folks that, uh, in that group, there's going to be people that uh, that just kind of don't want to do that. Don't want to do what? Don't want to live according to, quote unquote, the rules. Okay. Whether it be because they want to... They want more? Well, whether or not it's because they're going to they're, they're going to want to be um, in a in a subsidized situation where you don't have to do anything and you get the money, mm-hmm. or people that don't want to work that that don't want to actually work, don't want to physically toil themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, there 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 are plenty of people that don't want to be self sufficient. Yeah, and all that entails. And, you know, right when you say this to someone, to, to people, they're like, that's, that's bullshit. That's, there's no way nobody wants, there's, there's people that don't want to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what about crime? Well, that's what crime is. I don't, I don't want to. You know, con, cons. Yeah. The grifters. Then there's the people that do physical crimes, right? Just they use just... their, use their brute force to take right. somebody else's stuff. Right. There's going to be people that say, well, I'm not very good at plowing yeah so and you know the whole the whole division of labor thing which you know has been going on all my my entire life and probably for the lives of untold generations of my people Mm -hmm. division of labor is actually pretty helpful right what if you what if you're lousy at uh, at plowing but you're really good at sewing or baking so why don't you just get the people who are good at this right and they get but then when that starts happening, they're like, well, we need leaders, quote unquote, which I hate the word that I hate. Mm-hmm. We need people at, at the top to kind of administer everything. Right. Do nothing. Essentially. Or do, do less, less than everybody else. It seems from the outside. That, that, and that's, that's the whole thing. And I guess we can leave with this thing, which was something that, um, that I, was, I was talking about earlier. And it's, it's that whole idea why, and, and we've talked about this before, and I, I still don't know the answer. You know, why is it that, uh, why is it that we all want a different set of parameters? You know, one for us and one for everybody else. And before, you know, the, before the knee-jerk reaction of, no, 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 I want everything equal, or I want everything, everyone to have the same shot What's or whatever. What does that even mean? What? Everything equal. Uh, that's a, well. That's the perfect question too. You know, I'm just like, well, it's not the. It's never equal. And when people say oh, they want everything to equal, be equal, they don't even mean that. Again, you know, and in, unless in, unless and until people can have like honest discussions, <clears throat> or just be honest about stuff, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a proponent of you know all honesty all the time. To but- me, when, when someone says I want everything to be equal, it means I want more. Well, that's the way I hear it too, <clears throat> but but this this whole idea that you know every a lot of a lot of the folks that try to rile up a sheep and goats, 
talk about the rules for thee, but not for me type thing and point out the seemingly hypocritic hypocrisy of folks. But I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, but everybody's like that. How it doesn't even have to be like, they might really truly mean that they want everything to be equal, but it's just not, I'm like, how's that going to happen? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even think we need to get to the next question. I don't think anybody wants everything to be equal. <laughs> no, they just, they want things to be. Because if you, if you really think about it, right, if, so, if you see someone speeding or doing, or vandalizing or doing anything that is not great. Yeah. You know, to a person, we're all just, we're all just, oh, that needs to stop. Where are the police? Well, whatever. Right. That, that can't happen. Yes. Which also bugs the shit out of me when I see that in like, but if, if videos and things. But if you, like, if you just, if you just take the speeding example or people driving unsafely. Oh my gosh. And this, this I guess this goes on to like perfect justice, perfect enforcement. I, I, I don't I don't think that I can honestly say I want perfect enforcement because I speed too. Yeah. I've I've performed not so safe procedures in life behind the wheel, um, pruning my pruning my my lime tree. <laughs> uh. If there was if there was perfect enforcement, perfect justice for not doing this for, for doing stuff that is unsafe. I would have probably been dead by now. Right. I would definitely. I, I would. I did some reckless shit when I was younger. Not even reckless. Oh, I was reckless. Not even reckless. It, but it is reckless. It's reckless to, to, to be driving and looking at your phone. That's yeah. reckless. Who yeah. hasn't done that? I can't say that I've never done that. Me neither. I've texted and driven. I've, I haven't gone that far. Oh, I have. But, right, if there was, if there was perfect enforcement or perfect justice. Yeah. Or I'll be like, oh, I can text while I'm sitting here at the stop sign, but then the lights change, right? Yeah, and then I have to put phone down and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. the the, the whole <clears throat> this whole idea that there's there that, that we want some kind of equal enforcement of 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 secular and cosmic rules, or or we want actual like you know in equal the whole the whole, the whole rules for me, but not for the thing really bugs me in the sense that we all buy into that. And the only time, the only time we're all, we're, we're sitting there going, no, there needs to be better enforcement is when we see someone else getting away with something. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm the king of that, of pointing the finger at other people and being like, something needs to be done. Well, if it's any consolation, you're not alone. And there's eight, roughly eight billion other people that are with you on it. Yeah. Now, is that something that we should get all bent out of shape about? I think at a certain level, yes. But because we live in a society, the ridiculous will happen. And so it's not, it won't be perfect enforcement against the egregious crimes. It will be per perfect enforcement for, for the sheep of goat and goats for all the minor crimes. Yep. And that's what we're already seeing. Well, that's that's kind of what goes on, and yeah. and so is it is it everyone just wants to be in charge or at the top and and want to do stuff with impunity? 
sitting on the side that doesn't have any power, any kudos, any anything, I sit here and say, no, not particularly. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. It makes me mad. Well, that was, that was definitely not the intention. But at times, all you can really do is laugh and just sit there and say, you know what? Screw it. Well, I saw the end of a police chase yesterday on TV, and it looked like there was like a whole lot of resources being being employed to catch these grand theft folks. And then the, the idiot reporters were like, they were like, oh, grand theft is like more than $900. So these guys were like, oh, they took more than $900 somewhere. And then they, they got in the car and da 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 And there's, there's two or three people and blah, 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 blah. And they were just going on and on and on and on about it. And I'm like, hmm, where was, where was this commentary when the whole city was being pulled apart and fucking looted? Again, that's the whole point about, you know, if you like something, then you're pretty much willing to accept all kinds of I mean, there was an inconvenient. Dude, it looked like they spent millions of dollars on this on this fucking catches. It's probably more, hundreds maybe hundreds of thousands. of thousands. But I'm just manpower like, equipment. Like, what did like these that? people take? Well, apparently, it's okay to steal nine hundred dollars or less from a business as right. a shoplifter. But it wasn't even less than nine hundred dollars as a shoplifter. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to take a car. Now, any car that moves is over 900 bucks, so maybe maybe these car thieves should have just decided to steal some Snickers out of CVS. Just I don't get it, man. Yeah, well th- look, things are things are definitely going awry and there's no easy solutions. The funny thing is is like I've been watching the news readers and I watch them from year to year and it's like they look really like worn down. <laughs> Maybe they're just, they're just sick of like, like um, feeding all the bullshit to us. Maybe oh. at a certain point it's like working in a casino or something. At a certain point you're just like, oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Oh, there's there's plenty of people that are willing to do it. Yeah, that that's the other thing, right? We're we're all essentially, for lack of a better term, whores of the <laughs> of the non sexual, right? Just do it, doing whatever you can for the money. Right. And in some situations, money's very good. So, yeah. Better keep on doing whatever you can to stay in the game. Again, until until enough people kind of get fed up and say, you know what, there's a better way to do things. Yeah. Which everybody knows what it is. No one wants to do it because they don't want, they don't want to be left out. Wow. Starving for your principles is pretty hard. This is true. Which is why I think Socrates was an idiot. Did he starve for his principles? No, he he uh he he was commanded to drink poison by some king. He was essentially executed for talking too much. Right. I think. But anyway, that's I guess that's enough for the day. Yes. Maybe we'll have a topic next week. Well, we always have topics. It's just maybe we'll be more interesting. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We will catch you on the 
Later. <laughs> Catch you on the later. Bye.